What It Do, a DMV, episode 20 of Chirpin' DMV, fourth and final part of our season preview series here, talking a little pro hockey. We're also going to take this deep dive into the Metro Division, the last of our divisional breakdowns. Uh, I guess next time we're on the air, uh, it's going to be Caps Hockey time. So with that being said, let's uh, say what's up, KP, what's happening? What It Do, AB. What's going on, boys? I went to uh, the Renfest this Saturday, and that is a wild crowd there. The Baltazar oh, yeah. uh, wins another one, Team per usual. Team Baltazar, Baltazar there is the GOAT. In the jousting tournament. In the oh, jousting yeah. tournament, yeah. If you go there, get you go cheer for Baltazar. He's a legend. Yep. Um, yeah, we had Oktoberfest at the brewery, went there, had a little bit of a good time. Um, yeah, good weekend all around, but... Uh, Let's get into the episode here. So Caps preseason, since the last time we did record, Caps have played two preseason games. Uh, first up being the Blues, uh, in which the Caps brought home a 3-2 win. Gudis, first game as a Cap, uh, gets a goal driving the net. Richard Panic also kicked off his Caps campaign with a goal as well. And then 6.9 seconds left. Uh, old Nicky Nice Backstrom just dumps one in on that uh, outside the blue line, ready to go to OT, and the puck just bounces in. You think he did that on purpose? Tucked it? <laughs> I don't think so. I think, I think he tried to get a bounce on it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He, yeah, I think he definitely think he tried, tried to bounce, bounce it right in front of the goalie. Because he got that sauce. I mean, he, j- he, he just kind of flipped it, it in there. Like I said, 6.9 seconds. He just kind of tossed it on there because he was coming down like one Bounced on three. Bounced off the edge of the puck. Throws off the goalie a little bit. I, mean, I don't was, know. He really meant to do it. That's awesome. But. Yeah. So Backstrom 1-1 one one for two. OB two assists. Gudos was 1-1 one one for two as well. Uh, most of the varsity squad played this game. Goaltending-wise, split between... Between Vanacek and well, he scored. He stopped 13 of 14, I should say. And Elias Samsonov, our quote-unquote goalie of the future, stops 12 of 13. Uh, one thing I was mostly watching was old T.J. Oshie back on the ice uh, and looked pretty good. Anybody watch that game? I watched a little bit of it. Uh, yeah, he looks he looks fine to me. He looked like his typical self, uh, battling in the corners, not afraid not afraid of the, some contact, especially in the preseason. Uh, I mean that's that's just his game. He's all, he's always gonna play a little on the edge. So, yeah, he looked fine though. You watching that one there, KP? Just caught the end of it, Nikki back yep. with the awesome goal. So game two uh, was on Saturday. Another three-two win. Uh, this time over Carolina, the boys stay undefeated in the preseason. Uh, I didn't watch this one as it was Saturday, and it's been as the preseason. I was watching some college football. Um, no big name guys playing the lineup for this one. Really outside of Jensen, Juice, Gudas, Panic, and Haglin. Haglin did wear the only assistant captain uh, A on his jersey. Prospect Brian Pino, two goals. Brett Leeson with the other, and Samsonov in all game. Uh, kind of made a wildly incredible save uh, in oh, stopping 13 of 15. So, anybody catch the highlights of that or thoughts on uh, the Carolina Caps preseason game that keeps us undefeated? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that save. It was a sweet save. I was like, all right, hopefully he uh, pulls this off like for his entire career for us. Uh, yeah, that was that was an awesome save. I don't know when Carolina scored those two goals, but I knew the Caps were up three to nothing, and they kind of let him sneak back in in the third there. A little bit, yeah. We had that issue all year last yeah. year too, which and I don't like. That's something I hope doesn't kind of translate into the regular season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this Brett Leeson guy, he was uh, our second round pick. Um, kind of an older guy. The guy that they talked about is kind of the steal of the draft. Yeah. Uh, you think he's gonna crack the lineup this year? I wouldn't hate seeing him on the fourth line. If that yeah, fourth line, I mean, fourth line is always a rotating type of thing anyway. Yeah. Uh, trying to get new guys in and get new guys going. So. I've been hearing good things about him. So. 
Let's, let's hope Still we on the team for us now. So speaking of preseason, uh, I thought this was pretty funny. Prior to that Blues game, Tom Wilson not in the lineup. Last season, Tom Wilson, in a quote, said he'll uh, never play in a preseason game versus the Blues ever again in his career. Um, that did hold true as of last week. He has had three suspensions in his career versus the Blues in the preseason. <laughs> First one, 2017, for his hit on Robert Thomas. Uh, Two-game suspension for that. The second one, eight days later, Roxanne Blias, which led to a four-game suspension. Then, obviously, last preseason when he dummied Oscar Sunkfist, which led to that 14-game suspension. He got suspended in two different preseason games in the same preseason? Yeah, eight days apart. Yep. A- against the Blues? Yep. He's had three suspensions <laughs> against the Blues in the preseason in his career. So he said last year that he'll never play again against the Blues in the preseason, and that's so far held held true. Any thoughts on that? That's absurd. Thank God they held him out of it. <laughs> Doesn't have a good track record. No. Yeah, he would have gotten like a like a 35 game suspension if they d- if he did it again. So it's Monday. We're recording. Uh, this should be out Tuesday or Wednesday. So Monday this week, Caps announced that they have a hired local legend and Olympic gold medalist Haley Skarupa as one of the team's official hockey ambassadors. Main goal, help the team efforts to develop and engage with the youth hockey community in the DMV. Uh, she obviously is a uh, Rockville native. So Caps hired an Olympic gold medalist hockey player in Haley. Yeah, and we used to play against her a lot because uh, we would play those uh, Washington Pride games for yep. exhibition games. So we'd play against her a lot. She was Obviously, way better than us. She was sick. Yeah, oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, but, yeah. But, yeah, cool on the caps, cool on her. Uh, AB, here's some news for you, knowing you're a big fan of the guy. Uh, Seagrids, Caleb Green, one of the caps' anthem singers, wrapped up on America's Got Talent uh, throughout the entire summer, finished fifth place. So, incredible accomplishment to him and the Voices of Service group he is a part of. So, old Seagrids, baby. I love Seagrids. I saw uh, he actually performed Kansas City Halftime Show, his little group. Yeah, him and yeah, the, the Ravens uh, Chiefs game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so man. Tight, dude. <laughs> the voices of dude, service. Grizzle, he's a fucking celebrity, um, legend. AB, you want to toss in the Braden Point signing real quick, and then we'll do our last bit of news. Yeah, so uh, Braden Point, another RFA, huge name. I think he was a forty goal scorer last year with ninety two points. Uh, he signed for three years at six point seven five per year. Uh, so that's a nice little bridge deal for. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning to catch a 92-point getter for only $6.75 million per year. Not bad, not bad. Call any thoughts on Braden Point um, back in Tampa? They yeah. put out a cool little tweet video about it today. Yeah. A lot of bridge deals going on, but uh, good for them. You know, they don't have a lot ton of money, so I kind of understand it. Right. But it, he'll, he'll, he's a long-term guy. I think they want to kind of lock in there. Yeah. Um, these bridge deals, I think, like, a lot of these players are obviously taking the pay cuts now. So that they are guaranteeing themselves that money in three years, basically, because yeah, they can't take anything less than like seven mil when they right. get there. If or something he keeps like on that. the way he's playing, I mean, he's gonna get a big deal in three right. years. Right. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So yeah, uh, again, and they all know. I think all of these players who they're playing for with these bridge deals, they know that their cup window is now. Besides Brock Besser, I would say, but the Bruins, I would say, their cup window is like right now. Yeah. Tampa Bay's obviously in win immediately now mode. Um, yeah. So yeah, they're they're taking the pay cuts now to see if they can get a cup, and then three years down the road they'll all just get paid. There it is. So last bit of news until we get into the Metro Division. Uh, Ovi, 
Uh, a little more hardware to the trophy case as USA Hockey announced that Ovi will be the 2019 recipient of the Wayne Gretzky International Award that, quote, pays tribute to international individuals who have made major contributions to the growth and advancement of hockey in the United States. So this award is in recognition to his large contributions to charity uh, and his work with the American Special Hockey Association here in D.C. Long story short, USA Hockey presented a Russian with an award named after a Canadian. Um, any thoughts on Ovi? Getting uh, yet another award there. Just add it to the uh, just add it to the collection, like you said. I mean, his his room's got to be filled now, right? Yeah, nice and filled up. So, with that being said, let's just get right into it. Um, we'll have one interview today. Not really an interview, but we have Dan from Phileas Flyer hopping back on as we break down this Metro Division, talking a little bit about um, the Flyers and their upcoming season. So, let's get into it. Last season, final rankings, caps. Finished first in the division, fourth time in a row. We're winning that Metro Division Championship. Thank you much. First round upset by the Canes. Islanders second swept swept Pitt and lost to the Hurricanes as well. Pittsburgh, as we just mentioned, swept by the Islanders. Carolina, first wild card spot, lost in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Bruins. Columbus swept the Bolts and then lost to Bruins. Then the Philly, Rangers, and then the Devils. So, Alphabetical order per usual. Carolina up first. The team that screwed us over went on that crazy run to the conference finals. The storm surge took over the NHL. Bunch of jerks, as they were called. Big losses were Michael Ferlin and Justin Williams. They did, however, add James Reamer and Ryan Zingle. Uh, a very pedestrian offense, I guess you could say, in my opinion. They had the most shots for in the NHL last year, but were only 16th in goals. Uh, that top line of Ajo, Teravainen, and Svechnikov, not too shabby. Defense with Slavin and Hamilton on that top pair. Let's not forget Justin Falk. Uh, but he has been kind of in a trade rumor windmill for what seems like three or four years now. The newest one being what looks like the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, they got what I feel like was a pretty good stroke of luck last year in their split goaltending, both playing exceptionally well between Mrazek and McElhaney. Vegas Insider, 30-1 for the Cup, 15-1 for the East, and surprisingly, Second best, tied with Pitt to win the Metro, 9-2. to Let's start with uh, A.B. Uh, so, yeah, um, rolling through their lineup, said they had a solid top six. Uh, it's nothing nothing too crazy special, but uh, there's definitely some talent there. Sebastian Ajo, that kid's sick. Uh, Jacinko's a solid pick. Uh, Nino Niederreiter, he's pretty good. He's very, very tough to play against. Uh, they have great top four. Jacob Slavin, uh -huh. uh, Justin Falk, if they don't trade him. I've heard he's on the block a little bit or something like Always that. Always is. Um, I'm forgetting two of the other big names right now, but why am I blanking on that? But uh, anyway, uh, my biggest question was, can Marazic repeat what he did last year? Um, he, I, I would say last year was probably his first successful season as a goaltender. I mean, he'd always he's bouncing around there for a little bit. He was on Detroit for a while. He didn't do too hot there. Uh, I think he was on Philly at one point, right? I think for a little bit, and uh, I don't think, I don't think Philly fans are. I think the very split time him. helped him a lot, though, with McElhaney. Yep. Um. So, and he'll split time with Reimer. Reimer's. Yeah. Also decent, but he's nothing. They're neither of them are that special. So if they are, if they split time, uh, who knows? Maybe they'll they'll repeat like last year. I just year, think they both played well above their uh, talent and expectations last year. Right. I, um, I agree with that. So KP thoughts on the hurricanes. Uh, definitely a young team. I think they got a good future in the next couple of years. Yeah. Uh, one of their biggest signings, I think Jake Gardner, I think he's going to be top, top four D men. Yep. He's going to be, I, I mean, I liked him with Toronto. He wasn't a fit there, but he won't have pressure there either now. Right. Yeah. I think, I think he'll have a good season. Um, biggest loss is Justin Williams. 
I mean, I think that's going to take a hit on the morale of the team. Leadership like he, role, yeah, yeah. definitely a leadership role guy. But if somebody can kind of take him, take his role and fill in there, I mean, they got a solid team. It'll just depend on how those young guys do. Right. And they do have Jordan Stahl there to kind of take over that role. He's been yeah, there for a while like now. Yeah, he's a quiet guy to me, though. Yeah, I mean, he probably is, but, I mean, he's More still. More like a play. Yeah, his play. Lead he's by example. Yep. So. But, yeah, they're they're definitely going to be good for a while. Definitely a bubble team. Yeah. Yeah, good, not great um, quite yet. So next up, Columbus Blue Jackets, as we mentioned, sweeping Tampa Bay last year, losing that next round to the Bruins. They've added Gustav Nyquist. Uh, key losses, though, Bobrovsky, Panarin, Duchesne, Dezingle. Uh, so obviously a ton of talent from that lineup. Goaltending, no clue uh, how that's going to go with them. We talk about first lines a lot on the pod. So here's the Jackets. Uh Texier, Pierre-Luc Dubois, and Cam Atkinson. Um, I don't think that's turning anybody on. Uh, their D is the only bright spot, I would say. Top five, D-Man and Seth Jones. And also, uh, you got Wierenski back there. Uh, don't really expect much of anything from Columbus this season. Uh, with that being said, neither of those. Vegas, 100-1 for the Cup, 50-1 for the East, 25-1 for the Metro. We'll uh, start with Kyle this time. KP, Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head with key losses. I mean, they pretty much lost everybody that was any good. Everybody with talent, yeah. Yeah, feel bad for Cam Atkinson. I love that guy, the way he yeah. plays. But American hero. Yeah, really, this team's got nothing, and I think they're going to struggle with goaltending. So goaltending and scoring goals is going to be their big two things, and they're going to have a down year. Yeah, um... Yeah, like you guys said, I mean, they just lost everyone. I mean, they still have some talent up there, but they're just they're not, just not very make it work. Yeah, they're just not very deep down the middle. Um, they got decent wingers. I mean, Felino's still there. He's a good leader. Yeah. Uh, their defense is great. Yeah. Um, Plus, Columbus just corp- sucks. Yeah. Like Columbus, Ohio. Cor- but corp- <laughs> the jerseys aren't even that tight. Uh, nah. Corpus Allo is their goalie that they believe is uh-huh. going to be the goaltender of the future. So if, if he can... Take that next step of to now. yeah become become uh, the, a starter there. Then uh, let's maybe they can flirt around with the sixth or seventh spot there. But I think they're gonna get last in this division, honestly. Yeah, I think that lasts for them as well. Um, a team that had a pretty big off season. Some would say probably the biggest in the NHL. Uh, looking to get back to that cup for the first time since losing. 2012 to the Kings. Uh, added the first overall pick in Jack Hughes. Yes, we are talking about the New Jersey Devils. Uh, highly touted KHL prospect from Vegas and Nikita Gusev. The Wayne Train, Wayne Simmons, and stud blue liner P.K. Subban. Why only losing uh, Curtis Gabriel and uh, Steven Santini. Uh, so, looking at your top six forwards, you're looking at Taylor Hall, Pomari, Hishier, Hughes, Simmons, Gusev. Um <laughs> Hey now, uh, goaltending questionable in Schneider, but we'll see. He is a he's had good years in the past, so let's see what he can do this year. Twenty-five to one for the Cup, twelve to one for the East, six to one for the division. Uh, I like the Devils a lot, AB. What about you? Yeah, they have a deep forward group. Even their uh, depth forwards, I saw some big names back there. They got uh, Travis Ajak, solid player. Wayne Simmons is a nice pickup over there. Um, yeah, I think they'll they'll definitely make some noise this year. Uh, did I? People would argue that they won this offseason. Obviously, everyone is saying that. The Ra- they say the Rangers are right there, too. But I think the Devils, obviously, I think their pickups were a lot bigger. Um, they have decent uh, defensive core with um, Adam Green, I think, is the guy that uh, mm-hmm, leads solid. there. Uh, obviously, they picked up P.K. Subban. Um, but other than Subban, it's, it's nothing special, but they're all – I would say stay or most of them are stay at home defense, and that that Will Butcher kid was real good last year. 
And, uh, yeah, like you said, um, I think it kind of lies with Corey Schneider. If he can bounce back to what he used to be, he hasn't played that great in a couple of years at least. Because that's only the really true question mark outside of the fact that it's a whole brand-new team and they all got to learn how to gel together. Right. But I think goaltending is so, yeah, the we biggest see. one. Yeah, we'll see how Corey Schneider does. Yeah, I love the pickup uh, of Gusev by them. I liked watching him last year in the IHL. He, he's a guy that's a lot like Kuznetsov was that's been tearing up the AHL or KHL and wouldn't yeah. come over here, wouldn't come over here. He didn't want to go play for Vegas for some reason. Yeah. Couldn't tell you why. Yeah, and then why? so Vegas finally traded the rights to New Jersey, and he immediately said, yep, I'll be over in the NHL this year. So interesting. Yeah, huge pickups this year. Uh, one demon you haven't mentioned yet. Caps legend Connor Carrick. Yeah, I saw he's his on name on that. He's acted like kind of a dick when we played against yeah, him. Yeah, definitely yeah. does. But, um, yeah, their pickups are solid, and just like you guys said, it'll re rely on the goaltending. But I think they'll definitely score some goals. Taylor Hall, Jack Hughes, I mean, it's gonna yeah, be they're gonna be definitely a fun team to watch. Yeah, they're mm -hmm. going to be exciting to watch. Hopefully they don't play like they used to play. They used to play that trap style. I mean, hockey. you're going to have a power play of P.K. Subban on the point, Wayne Train in front, Taylor Hall probably on that right side because he's a lefty, right? Yeah. Hughes at center, and then who else are you going to put over there? I mean, any, literally probably. anybody. Paul <laughs> Mary was our goal scorer last year, I think. Yeah, so, I mean, that's not a bad power play right there. Yep. Uh, any more thoughts on the Devils? No, that's about it. I think they're going to be uh, fun to watch, like we said, and definitely uh, making some noise this year. So, A.B. mentioned the Rangers uh, potentially winning the offseason as well. So, they had that second pick, Capo Caco, Truba on D, and obviously uh, Panarin. Uh, key losses, Jimmy Vesey and Shattenkirk. That guy sucks, so it doesn't matter. Uh, they still have the king in net with Hank. Bottom 10 in goals, four and goals against last year. The additions on offense will help with that. Uh, Panarin and Kako. Uh, Truba hopefully helps that defense. Second to last in the Metro last year with only 32 wins. Uh, I don't see a massive improvement, but I do think that number will be a tad higher in terms of Wins so Vegas thirty to one for the cup, fifteen to one for the East, and eight to one for the division. KP, what do you think about the uh, the blue shirts? Yeah, I like their uh, pickups in Panarin and Capo Kako. Can never say his name, but uh, yeah, I mean Hank's still back there. He's gonna be solid all year. I think where they they lack is the center role behind Zabana uh, Zabana Jed. Zabana yeah. Jed, yeah. They really don't have much, so yeah. that's gonna be their biggest thing. If someone can step up there, they might have something, but uh. They, de they definitely got the star power, and I like them this year. It just depends how it comes out. Yeah, uh, that's, I had the same notes, basically. I said they're very weak, but they're very weak down the middle. Yeah. Um, they have a decent defensive four now with uh, the additions of Truba. Uh, I think he really uh, fills in a big hole that they had. They didn't really have a main defensive stud back there anymore. I think they lost them all. Um, He's got big shoes to fill. Yep. Um, obviously, they have King Hank to rely on. He's always going to do what he does. Um, but... Yeah, I just they're just too weak down the middle, and I think that's like one of the most that's the most crucial position uh, between the f the front five is uh you just have to have depth at uh, at the center, center of the ice. Yep, somebody that can control that center, move the puck up. Yeah, get Zabinijad, back. and Zabinijad's he's our first line center. He's not a first line center. No, second line at best. Yeah, um, so it's probably everyone, a good third line center. Yeah, Rags fans were they were. Super hyped over this offseason. Uh, they did make some noise, but I just I don't I don't see that them making the playoffs this year. Yep, I don't see it either. So let's stay in New York. Caps legend 
Barry Trotz, the New York Islanders, looking for another great season. Least amount of goals again last year uh, in the entire league. Least amount per game at 2.33. Uh, they will need to score some more, though. Only at 2.23 last year, ninth worst in the league. Uh, outstanding goaltending, but their Vesna finalist is gone. Uh, their plan to replace him is with Caps semi-legend. Uh, I did buy his jersey once. Simeon Varlamov. Uh, they also lost Filipula. No huge names really outside of uh, Barzell, but studs in the likes of Anders Lee, Eberle, Brock Nelson, Nick Letty, Boychuk back on that blue line. Vegas, 30-1 to for the Cup, 20-1 to for the East, 7-1 to to win the Metro. KP can Barry Trotz and the Islanders uh, make their way back in the playoffs in a high Metro division? I say no. I think the little run they had last year kind of was a team coming together around that JT stuff and Robin Leonard coming back after his little troubles kind of all rallied together for the team. But uh, I just don't think they have what it takes. And Varlamov is a bum. He's not going to be what they need. Stop it. He's not going to be what Leonard was last year. Uh, they have some names, but I just don't think they have it all together. And they're not going to have that same mojo as they did at the beginning of last year. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you there uh, solely because they have the greatest coach of all time in Barry Trotz. Yep. Um, he... Has he brought the Nashville Predators when they had no big names ever on their rosters to how many years of playoffs? A lot. Yeah, I mean they never really made any noise in the playoffs, but again he 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 kept bringing them back there with with not very big names. I mean I I take that back. They did have Shea Weber and Ryan Suter at mm-hmm. at one point, but anyway, um, and they also have the greatest goalie coach of all time in Mitch Korn, um, who I don't know. Varlama, one of the greatest assistant coaches of all time, and Lane Lambert, yeah, uh, um, just produce some studs, Stanley Cup championship coaching staff, right? Around? If 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 he can turn Varlamov around, and Varlamov has himself like an elite season, then no question in my mind, Mitch Korn is the answer to everyone's problems, but only the goat can have him. Yep, um, they have a very very deep forward group. Uh, they're. Very always like I have one of my buddies, big Islanders fan. He's, he always says every single year we have the best fourth line in hockey. I'm like, well, too bad the fourth line gets about ten minutes of ice time. But Cal Clutterbuck back there, um, Cal Clutterbuck, yep, usually has a good handlebar stuff. mustache. Great mustache. Yep, uh-huh. um, yep. So they'll run all four lines on you, especially with Barry. That's what he did when he won the cup with the Caps. He's going to continue to run all four lines. He has that great defensive system that he's always played. Uh, I think they had the least amount of goals against last year against them, right? Yes, in I the mean, league. Yep. If you look at Robin Lehner before last year, he did not have a great he, – he did not have that great of a career yet. Nobody knew who he was. Exactly. It's just the way they play, too. Yep. Um, very and defensive, kind of like the Boston Bruins, Yep. Uh, their systems. And they have, a, they have a solid back six, as we said, and they had some guys last year that step up. Like you guys said, they had some guys last year step up when they really needed them to. They, they kind of rallied around the JT thing. And Barzal is still salty about the whole JT thing. He said something the other day about – yeah, you really don't want to make the playoffs only twice in nine years. Solely pointing out John Tavares. So I think I think they'll be right back in the mix of things this mm-hmm. year. I agree. Um, anything else on the Islanders in my eye? With that being said, let's uh next up we got Philly. Uh so with that we'll get a nice little in depth look on the Flyers with our guy Dan from uh Philly's Flyer. All right, guys, like we mentioned, our guy Dan Silver from Getting Bullied and Philly's Flyers back on. It's our Metro Division preview, so we thought we'd dive into the Flyers uh, a little heavier. Dan, what's up, man? How's the summer? 
Oh, it's going great. It's uh, man, it's, it, this this week's gotten hot again, but it's it's been a great summer. But you know what the end of summer means? It means so let's get ready for some hockey. Man. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm so, excited. so we're going to deep dive into the Flyers here. We'll start with this. Um, should we consider the Gudas and Niskanen trade a wash since they both scored in their first preseason game with said clubs? Absolutely. I think it's definitely a wash. <laughs> you know, I didn't see Gudas's goal, but uh, Niskanen's goal was a snipe. That's, what, that's how his go in a lot of times. But Gudas was, um, there was a play from the far side, went off the goalie, rebounded the crease, and he charged in from the blue line and rebounded at home. Yeah, just crashed in the net. You know, charging is a great word to describe Radko Well, Gudis, yeah, I figured we'd throw it in there. kind of like a bull in a china shop a lot of the time. So he's definitely charging around the ice. But I think, you know, you guys had me on before, and uh, it was – I think we talked about Gudis a little bit. And he's uh, – you guys are going to find that he's a very underrated player. Guys around the league, fans, just tend to think that he's kind of like a goon that just – because of the suspensions. But he's day in, day out. He was the Flyers' most consistent defenseman last year. I think you guys are going to really like him. Yeah, we've seen it so far just in a preseason game. So let's start here with Philly. Um, we're talking about Niskanen. We're talking about Gouda. So give us a little rundown, key additions, uh, key losses, and uh, kind of the shakeup to the lineup now. So what I loved about the way that the Flyers and general manager Chuck Fletcher went about the offseason is that Chuck Fletcher had a plan. And whether or not you agreed with his plan didn't matter. He had a plan, which I loved. The first thing he did was he traded away a fifth-round pick just to have the rights to negotiate with center Kevin Hayes early. And teams rarely do that. And that right, sent a right. message right away, hey, we want this guy. And the Flyers ended up signing Kevin Hayes to a seven-year, $7 million contract. A lot of fans didn't like the deal. I thought it was fine. I've always been a big fan of his. And you watch him in the preseason, and, man, he's a beast. Yeah. He reminds me uh, – he reminds me a little bit of Kevin Hayes. I would, or, uh, I, sorry, of, of Keith Primo. I would, agree um, with, I would agree with you on that. I don't understand the hate that he was getting on that contract because uh, Kevin Hayes is a crucial spot, and he's, he really fills in that top six for you. Yeah, I mean, he's only 27 years old, so he's about as young as you can be as an unrestricted free agent. And uh, he fills it. You're right, a huge spot. And we'll get into Nolan Patrick's injury. We can get into that a little bit later. But he's uh, so it's huge that they've got Kevin Hayes. Then Chuck Fletcher clearly wanted to bring in a couple of right-handed veteran defensemen who could play in the top four to complement some of our young left-handed defensemen. So as you guys know, we traded away Radko Gudis and uh, retained some salary on that, which some fans were excited about here, uh, for Niskanen. And I think that uh, they got it so that Niskanen could play with Ivan Provorov on the top pair. Yeah, which I remember actually last time we talked about how similar it was when Niskin or Provorov is to Dmitry Orlov and then playing together. And I think we uh, sent you guys uh, some Twitter videos of pretty similar Provorov and Orlov goals from last season. So I think Niskin will fit right in on there. Right, exactly. It might take those guys a little bit of time, but I think they'll figure it out. And then they traded, uh, Chuck Fletcher traded a couple draft picks for Justin Braun from the Sharks, who the analytics community absolutely hates. But you watch him play, and he's a very solid defensive defenseman, a little bit like Agudis, and he's going to be playing on the second pair with Shane Goss's pair. So those were the probably the three main additions the Flyers made, Hayes, Niskanen, and Braun. They re-signed Brian Elliott. They re-signed their restricted free agents, Travis Sanheim, Ivan Provorov, and Travis Konechny. And they've got a bunch of young kids who are knocking on the door and so they should be an improved team this coming season. So speaking of Konechny and Provorov, signed uh, pretty much right there on that same day, very similar deals. Um, what are your thoughts on those um, uh, for both players, I should say? Yeah, and I would say compared like compared to the McAvoy uh, 
tri- uh, signing. Uh, did you like the term for Provorov, or did you would you rather done a bridge deal? Uh, what What do you think about that? So Provorov's been like a polarizing figure for for Flyers fans because his you know his second year in the league he led all NHL defensemen in goals without being on the top power play unit. Just think about that. I mean, yeah. he wasn't oh, on the top power play unit, and he led all NHL D-men in goals. Now he got pretty lucky. He had like a eight point four percent shot rate or something that year, for which for a defenseman is pretty good. Yeah, that's absurd. And then. He, and then he kind of really came back down to earth last year. And so Flyers fans are kind of split, like, what? who is Ivan Provorov? Is he a dominant number one defenseman? Or is he a guy that's more like a number two, number three? Where I sit with him is that I love the contract because he's a guy that even if you want to kind of debate where his offensive upside is, he is a physical monster. This guy plays 27 minutes a game, and he plays – Every single game. He has not missed one NHL game, and that includes the series against the Penguins. He separated his shoulder in game five. He came back. He played in game six. Watching him play, he literally couldn't move his arm, and he's out there playing. Like, he's – they say Russian machine doesn't break about Ovechkin. It's the same thing with Provorov. Like, he is, you know, Dolph Lundgren from Rocky. (laughs) Right, right. He's just – he's a beast. So, you know that – You've got him signed for the next six years at $6.75 million. And good. he's going to be playing big minutes. So I liked it. I mean, look, Zach Lorensky's deal, signing a three-year deal, just reeks of wanting to get out of Columbus. At, you know, he'll sign a one-year yeah. extension after that. And McAvoy, you know, everyone in – I don't know what they do in Boston, but it's like Tampa. Like, everyone takes discounts to play there. Yep, exactly. Um, but I, I was really happy with the Provorov deal. I'm happy with the Konechny deal. I think that – Locking him, he's a very good player. I mean, he's you. It's funny. You look at how many even strength goals Konechny scored over the last two years. It's like more than Sidney Crosby. It's more than oh, Pasternak. Wow. It's more than a lot of guys. If you just look at his even strength production, and he hasn't been on the top power play, which probably he won't be, you know, for the next few years. But he's he's a very good even strength player, and so locking him up six years for five and a half, I, that's fine with me. Yeah, I think that connected deal is very good because he's got that Marshawn uh, ability in him where he just gets on everyone's nerves, and he he can he chirps guys on the ice. He's tough in the corners. I I know he's small, but fits to Philly mold. Yeah, he's he's I think he's a perfect fit. I think five and a half is kind of a steal for him. Yeah, he's actually, it's funny you say that, I and mean, he's, like, even annoying for me sometimes. I mean, he's a little bit a little bit too much for me sometimes. Like, I'm watching him play, and I'm like, if I was on the other team, I'd want to kill this guy. Exactly. But but he's a, you know, he's a very talented player, and you put him with Sean Couturier and Claude Giroux on the first line, and it's it's a, you know, pretty scary line. Yep. So we'll ask you now uh, about goaltending. Carter Hart, um, what kind of a year are you guys expecting out of him? Is he going to get a bulk of your minutes or starts, I should say? And, um... How will he hold up through, I guess, his first full almost NHL season? So, to me, this is the most important question to answer for the Flyers this season. Because I do believe that Carter Hart is going to be an above-average NHL goalie. I think that's definitely going to happen. Last year, he was excellent. But you look at the list of guys who have played like he played as a 20-year-old, and they all regressed in their 21-year-old season. I mean, even guys like... Brodeur, Carey Price, Vasilevsky, for what it's a small sample size, but for whatever reason, all those guys regressed a little bit. To me, the Flyers have like the widest range of outcomes in the Metropolitan Division. They could miss the playoffs, or I think they could win the division. I would and agree I think with that. that 
I think that both of those outcomes are basically tied to Carter Hart because he was the most dominant goalie in the history of the Canadian Junior Hockey League. He's the only goalie that ever won uh, Canadian Hockey League Goalie of the Year two straight years. He's the only Western Hockey League goalie who won WHL Goalie of the Year three times. He's literally, no one stacks up with him in the Canadian Junior system. And he comes in, he's not a huge goalie. And so sometimes you wonder, like, how is he stopping these pucks? But he's so mentally focused and he's always in such perfect position that, you know, that answers a lot of the questions about why he's so good. He's preseason. He hasn't given up a goal yet. I mean, he looks totally locked in. If he can build on last year, I think the Flyers can win the division. If he takes a step back, which based on history could likely happen, then I think they could miss the playoffs. So his future, I think his future is very bright. This year, I'm a little unclear on, but he holds the key to this team kind of being able to compete for the division. For sure, and let's not forget, it seems like a yearly thing with you guys. There's going to be a 14-game losing streak and a 14-game winning streak, just uh, somewhere tossing that season. So speaking of all that, you said there's a wide ranger. You're going to, you could win the division uh, or just completely miss the playoffs, and I could, I could see you guys doing either. So what's your realistic, what are your thoughts, what's your season outlook, where do you think the Flyers finish up in a Metro division where you've seen, I think, Philly and Columbus regress? but you've seen the likes of New Jersey completely reload. Uh, the Rangers become a much better team. I don't want to call them a great team yet. Um, the Caps are up there. You've got the Islanders staying steady. I mean, where do you see uh, the Flyers and everything uh, folding out? Are we back in the playoffs this year with Philly? Yeah, I think they're back in the playoffs. Look, I think that the Caps are the favorites to win the division. I think that the Penguins are probably the, the second likeliest team. But if you put a gun to my head, I would put the Flyers as the third likeliest team to win the division because I don't believe in Peter Morazic. Look, maybe he is what he was last year, but he was so bad with the Flyers and so inconsistent <laughs> that I just can't – it's hard for me to fathom that he is a, a top you know, NHL number one starting. Yeah, we so mentioned I think, that earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think her- He needs exactly. to split time with someone. I think the Hurricanes are going to have some issues in net. Columbus is a dumpster fire. The Devils, I think, are actually going to be pretty good, but I don't think they're as deep as the Flyers. Here's the problem with – I think the Islanders are going to regress because they're just not that talented. You look at the Rangers, their their centers are Mika Zabinajad, who's who's very good. But then you look at their second and third – yeah, it's like – Well, we mentioned him earlier as a good second-line center, not a first-line center. Yeah, I mean, I think the – people are going overboard on the Rangers. I think so, yeah. yeah, I mean, um, if I was a betting man, and I am a betting man, I, I have bet on the Flyers over 88.5 points, which I thought was just a ridiculously low line. And I would yeah, I would def- take that over. Yeah, I would so, definitely bet the Rangers under. So I, I think the Flyers are uh, the third likeliest team to win the division. I think they're likely to make the playoffs, and I think that if Carter Hart becomes an elite goalie this year, I think that they could uh, win the division because you've also got to factor in that Alan Vigneault, wherever he's gone, the first year that he's been somewhere has pretty much been the best year. Hmm. I did not know that. I knew that was a big pickup for you guys because I knew uh, the coaching there was definitely under a little distress from the fans last year or for the past couple of years, and I, I thought Alain Vigneault was a great pickup. Yeah, you know, I should have mentioned that, obviously, in the big off-season acquisitions, but they totally retooled their coaching staff. They brought in Vino as the head coach, and he's been to two Stanley Cup finals. Yep. And then they, they have got – their two assistant coaches are Mike Yo and Michelle Terrian. Yep. 
those those guys who have been right. NHL they coaches did. for a number of years. Mike Yo, who well, he got what chased out of Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, he got chased out of Minnesota, and he got chased out of St. Louis. Yeah, he uh, did. And they go on to win the cup. So you know, like, there's a lot of guys that aren't good head coaches, and then they make good assistant but can coaches. But make for very good specialized uh, position specific scheme specific. Um, type of guy. So you said you're a betting man. We're looking at Vegas Insider here. Philly, forty to one to win the cup, twenty to one to win the East, and nine to one to win the Metro. Any value uh, that you'd be uh, slipping a couple dollars on there? Uh, I actually already have. I, uh, we go. I mentioned I got them at eighty-eight and a half points for the over/under. Right. I bet a uh, substantial sum on them on the over. Yep, and I, uh, I also bet them at. I actually got eight, uh, nine and a half to one on them to win the division because I, I just think that if you play out this season 10 times, I think that Carter Hart's going to be elite two to three of those times. And so getting nine to one on them to win the division, I think is a, even though they're not the likeliest team, I think that's very good value. I and would it's... not bet. I wouldn't touch them to go to the cup or to win the cup, but to win the division, I absolutely would make that bet. And it's about damn time that some guys like Drew and Voracek and whatnot just get there they that whole team just comes together and like you said you're sitting uh, like i said i nobody would be surprised if caps and flyers were one two um coming down the stretch with some important games left let's do it like i said i think pittsburgh has regressed i do um but yeah like i said if if you guys want to do it well nothing we can do about it but we'll we'll see what happens so what uh i gotta ask you guys what's the what's the whole take on the kuznetsov down there in dc what do people think about that what do you guys think about that um we love the guy. I mean, uh, elite. Last year was definitely a down year for him. Um, we've talked about it. We talked about it on today's pod again. We weren't sure if he was um, on the cocaine during the cup run or if not. And we said we're an anti-drug podcast, but we're a, a pro Stanley Cup podcast. So whatever he was doing during that cup run, um, we'll just say stick with it. But I don't know. It's weird because the only thing that is bothering is the fact that it started off with saying no. No, I didn't. Blah blah blah. Yeah, and he lied about. It. I think that's what it's made the lie about worse. it. Um, but yeah, I mean, once we saw that he got three games, I think we all looked at each other like, you know what? It, Take it. First three games of the season. Who cares? That's like nothing, right? <laughs> well, we're over the cap anyway, so that gives us three games to figure out something and make a move because he's su- I, I suspended without pay. So it Zero doesn't. dollars. Yeah, he's suspended without pay. Um, so that helps us stay under the cap for those first three games. So that gives us a little extra time to tweak the lineup. But uh, it is what it is. Um, tough year last year for him was cu- was invisible in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, after being our leading scorer in that cup run, so just hope he uses it to his advantage and turns himself around and has a hell of a year because yeah, he's a guy we need. <laughs> Definitely hoping it rejuvenates him. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think I think he'll bounce back. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's just so exciting with hockey around the corner. Oh, it's right here. Know? So, guys, as we mentioned, Dan Silver, again, back on. Always enjoy having you on, talking some Flyers hockey, getting bullied Philly as Flyer. And um, I wouldn't mind a couple times, like we said, throughout the season, we'll pop on when it gets um, Caps-Flyers uh, head-to-head matchups, and we'll kind of break down those games pre and post, and we'll, we'll go from there. Absolutely. Sounds great, guys. I really appreciate you having me on. All right, man. Have a good one. All right. Thanks for coming. All right, thanks again to Dan for hopping on. Like I said, we'll keep we'll we'll, we'll reconvene with him uh, throughout the season. He's always a uh, it was always good to have on, very knowledgeable about Philly. So we'll do some Caps Philly games. So 
other side of Pennsylvania, the western side, the Pens, the team we fucking hate. Our rivals, key losses, filled the thrill, Matt Cullen and Ole Mata. They did add Brandon Tanev and Alex Galchenyuk. Struggled a bit last year, swept in that first round of the playoffs by the Islanders. Uh, their lines aren't incredible in terms of talent, really, but it's the same old shit with them. I mean, you put a no-name guy on the line with Crosby, and they'll put up 90 points. So you still got guys and up on that front end with Rust and Gensel, uh, Hornquist, <clears throat> that diving bum, Latang on D, Dumoulin, Jack Johnson, he sucks, and Matt Murray and Nett, who is, I don't think, has become what they thought he would become. Uh, in terms of an elite goaltender, I guess you could say. This is an unbiased podcast as well. Yes, Vegas, 25-1 to for Sid to win his fourth cup, 12-1 to for the East, and 9-2 to for the Metro Division title. A.B., thoughts on Pittsburgh? Uh, without any of my bias, I think Matt Murray is very overrated. Yeah, he can't, he, can't, he, can't, he can't catch anything he's not very that's smaller than, I, I don't know, a Jeep. Yeah, I don't think he's as good as they make him out to be out there. Um Malkin has to have a bounce back season, I think. Although Which I think he will. You, yeah, I think he will too. You look at his points though from last year. Uh, apparently, he only played like sixty-eight games. He still scores seventy-two points in sixty-eight games. Yeah, yeah, not bad. So he, I mean, if he plays a full eighty-two, I guess he will score around eighty-seven, eighty-eight points there. Yep. Um, so that's he'll probably bounce back. Um, well, in quotations, uh, they are very weak on defense. We've always really said, kind of said that about them. Uh, Crystal Tang's their only guy back there, and even he can make some mistakes. He can be a liability sometimes. Uh, he's a great puck mover, but like in his own end, in front of his own net, he made some mistakes in uh, during the playoffs last year. And um, yeah, I mean they're the Penguins. They're always going to be in the mix. I still have them going to be battling for a spot, obviously, and they'll be tough whenever uh, uh, whoever sees them in the playoffs because they got Crosby, the top three player in the world. Yeah. KP, uh, the Pens. Yeah, I think the Pens are going to have a good year. I think that Crosby and Malkin are going to lead the way. Malkin going to be a lot happier. That feel the thrill is gone. Yeah, yeah. Galchenyuk, I think, will do very well with He'll him. He'll be solid, but they're slotting him on the second line with Malkin. Yep. Yeah, but it, it'll come down to those two players. If they can do what they've been doing, like the years they ran to the Cup, I mean, this team, they can do it. And your talks about Matt Murray, I think he's going to have a good year. He's still young. I mean, he went to the Cup two years in a row, right, with, yeah. with them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean – Two years off, he might have a bounce-back year, but it'll come down to those three players. If those guys can play the top of their game, I think we're going to have some trouble with the Penguins this year again. Yep. I mean, they're always going to play. They just, they're always there. Yeah. Um, that's the only problem. So, so last one, the <laughs> Caps. will obviously spend some time on this one. Um, let's start here. Who did we lose? Andre Burakovsky, Brent Connolly, Matt Niskanen, Brooks Orpik, and DSP. Let's get into that a bit. Yes. We'll start with Brent Connolly. Um, career year last year, career guy. A huge reason why we won the Cup, huge reason we've had a lot of success. Just a perfect third-line winger. Um, he's down in Florida now, so maybe the impact his loss will have on the team. He really was the perfect third-line winger, mm -hmm. which Gritty as shit. might not be great for him down in Florida if he's playing like second and first-line minutes. I don't know where he, he's I think he's slotted there. in the third line there as well. Okay. Um yeah, and he play. He was playing with two great third liners too, Lars Eller, um, and was he, who was he playing with Haglin now last year? It was Burkowski, Haglin, but I mean that cup line of Burkowski, Connolly, and Eller was a good second line on a lot of teams. Yep, and he can definitely score. Um, he's he, there were sometimes where I thought he kind of had an attitude problem. I don't know if you ever saw that, but 
I mean, that's just how he, he always was. seemed like he was chilling. He was just a competitor, I think. He well, he was always getting. He, I couldn't tell if he was mad at himself or mad at, at players around him. But I, there were definitely times where I could see his frustration show on the ice. Right. But he's definitely going to be a, a big. There's 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 some big skates to fill for uh, Richard Panic on the third line there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Who's going to step up and score those goals like he would? It wasn't much. Huge there. goals, I mean, clutch ones, clutch goals. And I, I mean, mean, what was he? He was a twenty goal scorer last year. Yeah, yeah as a third line. Exactly what you need for. Yeah. I mean. Your team's gonna improve if you have guys scoring twenty on your third line. Exactly. So I mean, it's gonna. So also, Andre Burakovsky, our baby boy. I either fucking hate him or I love him. Yeah, you love a him. lot of the times, I tweet about him being the worst player in the league, and then I'll talk about how awesome he is. Seemed to become our new Mister Game Seven. Obviously, that Game Seven versus Tampa in the conference finals, two goals. Game Seven last year against Carolina, he was huge. Had a goal. Uh, I will miss Burakovsky. I think that's a big loss. Uh, Obviously good for him to go off and get more play time somewhere because he has shown potential, but just obviously was unable to ever crack that top six with us, like we said, especially when Verona came in. So Burkowski always good for us. Uh, KP, thoughts on Barracuda? Going to miss him, man. I have his jersey still in my room, but uh, I don't know. I mean, he was scoring goals and he wasn't scoring goals. Kind of think it was time to move on. Fragile. Yeah, Maybe he'll do better in another place, but uh, want to call out AB about that cup run. AB would tweet all the time about Barakowski, and then he'd turn around and have a goal or two. Me and Curb went to Game Four of the Tampa series, and he was god awful in that game. I think he ended up getting scratched the next two, or Game Three maybe we went to, and he was just yeah, that's that's just his holy thing though. Shit, he's he's either really bad or kids lights out. I think. Yeah, well, that's that was one of my tweets. Was uh, I think it was I think it was after Game Five. And Bert, he probably t- turned the puck over somewhere, like, right, like in the neutral zone or something like that. And I remember just tweeting, Burakovsky, we need to get rid of Burakovsky. And then I said, I'm going to take that back in, in a game when he scores two goals next game. He got scratched, I think, game six, and then scored two goals in game seven. Yeah, um, just that confidence was never there for him. Yeah. Quick little wrister, good on the power play. He's definitely inconsistent for sure. His his One of his main problems was that, he always got his shot blocked. It took – I don't know. He would hesitate a little bit. And he did, but if it didn't get blocked, he was so good at coming down the left side and piping it top right. Right. If he got it – if he could get it off without it getting blocked, if if it's hitting the net, it's it's going in a lot. But it, he, I just felt like he always got it blocked, and he was just – I don't know. He, I, he was just very, very inconsistent. The one thing I do think about him, I think he was a big locker room guy. I think everyone loved him in that locker room. Yeah, a lot of people liked him. I mean, the stuff with him and Wilson and all the young guys stuck together pretty good. So I think, think obviously, the boys are going to miss him, especially after you win a cup with him. He'll probably be BFFs with McKinnon at the end of this year. So DSP also gone. I mean, this one not uh, more of an impact last year since he spent most of the time in Hershey last year, came up, did give us that spark in the playoffs, but Obviously, was no spot for him this year. Uh, last time I heard, I thought he was on a PTO for the Calgary Flames. Hope he finds somewhere because he was absolutely crucial um, in winning that Stanley Cup. I mean, the goals he was scoring were just absurd. Yeah. Um, big ones, too. So, DSP gone. We got anything on uh, Devo there? Uh, yeah, he's he's got to be one of the more clutch performers. Like I don't want to say ever, but like... He when he was playing for the Ducks, he was scoring big goals for them too in the playoffs. Yeah, he was. And he may not have done it in the regular season all the time, but every single every single playoff that I saw him play uh, playing, he performed. I think yeah. he had as many goals in the playoffs that year as he did in the regular season, if yeah. not more. Yeah, 
I mean, I think that's why the Caps went out and got him was because how he played in Anaheim. But I don't think he's going to hurt us too much losing him. No, obviously I mean, he didn't I mean, no, last not year. At all. He dropped down, but uh, I really hope he he does get to play a couple more years somewhere because that guy, cap legend forever. Yep, he's he's a he'll always be a cap legend. Yeah. I mean, we say that about everyone though, but yeah, <laughs> if you brought a cup to DC, you're a cap legend. Yep, you're a legit caps legend. Yep. Um, blue line, Niskanen and Orpik. Orpik obviously retired. Uh, he's in uh, player development now, working with our young defensive prospects. Awesome role for him. Going to miss him in the playoffs. Regular season, slow, old, um, liability, didn't play a lot of games. They could not play 82 games. But once we got in the playoffs, he was absolutely crucial in being that third-line defenseman, big-bodied, physical, knew what it took to win. On the penalty kills. PK, just everything. uh, And then Niskanen. Um, Obviously, we brought Jensen over last year, seemed to be our Niskanen replacement, good puck-moving defenseman, a little younger. Uh, But Niskanen solid, came over with Orpik back in 2000 and what was that, 11? 2012, when we made that massive kind of change with the GM was out. Um, uh, like we said, we brought over Orpik and Niskanen together from Pittsburgh, uh, and then it paid off. Took a, took a while, but it paid off. I thought Niskanen was always solid for us. So thoughts on uh, Niski business there? Uh, I mean, hate to see him go, but I guess it's good to have some turnover, try to get some of these younger guys more minutes and uh, kind of developing a little better. Going to miss Niskanen. I mean, he's always a solid player for us. I think everybody was kind of done with Orpic. Kind of, he needed to go one way or another. So, yeah, um, that's what I said last year when we when we did sign him and we just conned the entire NHL into getting someone some other team to buy him out so we could. Yeah, sign him for, for a what dollars. was it? He was at like what four something million, and then the Avalanche got him, cut year. him, yeah. and then we just got him for a million. Obviously, yeah, uh, that was definitely it was definitely a steal for one million dollars. And he, we knew that he wanted to play with Washington. Um, we knew that we couldn't really afford that. But that's why we that's why we kept him around was for the playoffs, and that's what I said mm-hmm. at the beginning of last year too. I said we should what they should do is have him play forty to fifty games. Don't have him play all eighty two because he's really he's, he's getting old. He's just he's losing speed. But when the playoffs come around, he's playing every single game. Unfortunately, it only lasted one round, so I mean we couldn't see him play an entire going on one last run, but. Yeah, he's gonna be a big loss for sure, especially in the locker. Well, he'll I guess he'll stick around the locker room for a little bit. Yes, yeah, he'll be around the gl- guys. I'm glad he stayed with the Cavs organization. Right. Didn't yeah. go back to the stupid right. pens or anything like that. And as far as Niskanen goes, um, I thought he was probably the most consistent defender that we had in the past five years. Oh, easily. Um, yep. He, you knew what he was gonna we, took we, ownership we, for his mistakes. Yep. You knew what you were gonna get from him every, pretty much every single night. I think last year. Was like probably the first down year, I would say in quotation in quotation. Wow, quotations. But um, even last year, I didn't think he was that bad. I mean, he no. there were a couple of games where it was like, ah, Niskanen didn't play great. But again, he I thought was our most consistent guy. I think he played like twenty two to twenty four minutes a game. Um, yeah, he's just he's definitely gonna second be line power play with Orlov. Yep. So. Uh, <sighs> Additions now, fourth liners, um, Garrett Hathaway, or Garnet Hathaway. I'm just going to keep calling him Garrett because that's just a normal name. Big-bodied guy from the Flames, physical, can fight, uh, trying to get the Cavs back to that physicality that won us the cup. And then uh, Leipzig, too. So any thoughts on those two fourth liners we added? I like uh, – we'll go with Garrett. So <laughs> Garrett, yeah, big yeah, G. He, uh, I, th- I think he's going to roll out in fourth line, play well, and bang some bodies, exactly what we needed, somebody that with some speed. I think he's pretty quick, and uh, 
Hopefully you can get that fourth line back to what it was when we had Jay Beagle. Yeah, I haven't actually really Beagles. seen much of him. Uh, I saw a tweet the other day. It was from a Canucks like fan account, and it says how to say elite in 12 different languages, and it just said Jay Beagle 12 times. So Canucks awesome. fans are on the Jay Beagle bandwagon. All right. Super elite. They might be our best friends now. Let's go. Let's go to Canucks. Canucks are tight. Canucks <laughs> are tight. Uh, but yeah, I haven't seen much tape on this uh, big G guy. So uh, uh, yeah, we'll see how he turns out. So third line, that Connolly replacement, Richard Panic. Um, have seen some tape on him. Doesn't look like too bad of a guy. That's perfect third line uh, slot man right there. Uh, we'll see how he fares with Eller and Haglin. But anybody too familiar with? Uh, with old Richard Panic there coming from the Coyotes. Again, uh, I don't know much don't, about him. Yeah, I think he played here. for Chicago for a little bit. Not 100% sure on that. But um, Hopefully let's ask our stats on. department yeah. if he can put up. We don't Where's have our one. producer, Brando? Uh, uh, if he can give 15 to 20 goals, that's what we're looking if for. If he can give me 15, yeah. I'm a happy man. Yeah. Sit him in front of the net. and let Good PK. I, th- I believe they said he's a good PK. Yeah. That'd be a nice little line right yeah. there. So yeah. So ten to fifteen goals, solid. Fifteen to twenty, very good. So let's look at that blue line. Ratko Gudas, uh, the big goofy bastard that we've never liked, but is here now, so we like him. Um, like I said, scored in that first game, drove the net. Uh, nice big replacement for Orpic, I should say. Yep. Um, physical body gets gritty. We'll play on that third pair with probably a rotating Siegenthaler and Juice. Um, so thoughts on Ratko Gudas? So when we picked him up. And for the past four or five years, or however long he's been in the NHL, I've always thought that Rocco Gudis was this six foot five, two hundred forty pound defenseman. Not that big, dude. He's six. Just, he's six feet and two hundred five pounds. I think he's because his head's so big. Yeah, and he looks the, like he's a big guy. He's got the Huge big head. shoulders. It looks like the Thrones, dude. Yeah, and then he's just got a mean face that makes yeah. him look even bigger with a big old beard. Yeah. So I was just like, as soon as I saw him, I was like, he doesn't look that big. I look it up. He's six feet, and I'm like, oh. All right. Well, he's just physical as fuck for not being like being a very average sized guy. Yeah, I think he'll be solid. Um, good PKer, uh, good third line guy. Like I said, physical, gritty. Will fight. Uh, we now have we've had two fighters to our lineup and Hathaway and Gouda. So hopefully that takes a lot off of Tom Wilson's plate because it sucks being like, all right, we got to get somebody back. Send Weird Tom out there to fight. It's like, well, there's a goes our top right winger <laughs> because top he has to Tom, fight. I think they're going to shut that fighting down a little bit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. He wants it. You know he wants it. So yeah. let's go over lines. Um, let's start in goal. Obviously, Holpe. Um, probably looking at 50 to 60 games. And then Phoenix Copley again. I would imagine they'll send Samson off down the Hershey again so we can get a heavy load of play time because he won't get much up here, um, especially if it is potentially Holpe's last season. So no issues there. Defense looking like Kempney Carlson, um, Jensen Orlov, Juice slash Siegenthaler, and Gouda. So uh, how do we feel about our defense this year? I really like it. I mean, I was heartbroken when Kemper went down last year. I think he uh, – Massive key yeah, to our he, team, I think. He really helped us in that uh, cup win. So uh, getting him back is going to be huge. Him and I hope John Carlson has a career year. That guy still putting up points, it's up and up every year. It feels right. like, no, and it, it feels just keeps getting better. So close somehow, to, like being in that Norris voting. Who has he? Just finishes there. like fourth every year yeah, when they release the shit, and it's like this is such a pain. Yeah, yeah but I I think we're pretty solid this year. I mean, hopefully Gudis won't be a total bomb, but uh, other than that, I think I think we're pretty solid back there on D, and hope he's gonna hold it down. Yeah. Um. Hopefully Jensen can fill in the Niskanen role as well as Niskanen did. Like Orlov will do Orlov things. Sometimes 
jump up when he doesn't need to. He does make some mistakes. Gets in the rush, makes huge hits, good hip checks. Every year, he's been getting a lot smarter and minimizing his Puck moving, physical rush in defenseman. He definitely has gotten better. Dude, he's... Low key, he one of the best the, open he ice bodies hitters. on dudes. Hip checks, dude. That guy loves hip checks. He like open flips motherfuckers anywhere. too. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like flips them. Most underrated might be one of the better open ice hitters in the NHL. For sure. So, yeah, I like our decor still. It's pretty much getting younger, getting a little different, but still the same. Uh, let's it look at our bottom some speed. Yeah, gaining some speed. Let's look at our bottom six now. Third line, Haglin, Eller, Panic, yeah. and then fourth line is Hath- Hathaway. Leipzig, and then, um, oh, crap, I'm having a brain dead. Boyd. Is that Boyd on the fourth line center role there? Probably. So how do we feel about that bottom six? I think third line's awesome. Kyle, your guy Haglin uh, should be pretty should be pretty yeah, solid for us. Yeah, give my guy Hag a full uh, training camp and a full season with the Caps. I think he's going to be uh, putting up at least 30 to 40 points. I'm hoping for that. But uh, I think that third line's going to have a lot of speed and be fast. That fourth line kind of depends on how uh, Hathaway turns out and uh, – if I hope Boyd has a better year than he does last year. I didn't really like him too much. Um, I should say Nick Dowd as that fourth line center. Oh, my shit. mistake. Yeah. Yep. yeah, probably Nick Dowd more than likely. Yeah, oh that, yeah, but that 100%. fourth line center is going to be. Uh, we're going to need him to win some key draws. Yeah. Uh, is Stevenson definitely out? Is he definitely going to be bumped down? Do we know that? They're going to have to do pretty much. After yeah, a couple games. <laughs> pretty much. Because I think I think that fourth line might rotate a lot more than we think in uh, this upcoming season. I think there's That's still. Still some question marks. Always there. is. It's always a rotating. That fourth line will probably see seven players on it this year. I mean, well, two hopefully years. by the All-Star break we can get a fourth line figured out. Yeah. I was just because I was going to say two years ago that fourth line did not really rotate at all. Yeah. When we won the cup. Like, we kind of well, had the same four. I felt well, like. This, yeah, but that was. Having line. a solid fourth line that's in there every night that can create chemistry. Is Reliable. Really, yeah. That's it what is. you want to have a deep cup run. You need it. Yep. Um, um, so, the yeah, other so question is, I think, is Leeson. Brett Leeson, yeah. Like, w- will he crack the lineup? Maybe a few times. Like we said, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if we have seven, six, seven people rotating through that line throughout the season yeah. until we get to a point where oh, Uncle Todd is like, well, let's figure out something and stick with it and try to pick our best three. Yep. Um, top six. Ovi, Kuznetsov, Wilson, Backstrom, Vrana, Oshie. Uh, just saying there, centers will rotate throughout the year as they usually do. Um, I prefer Backstrom with that Vrana and uh, TJ Oshie line. I think he does better than when I see Kuznetsov down there. Plus the fact, when I just like that top line so much with Wilson out there just scaring the shit out of people, leaving so much room for Kuznetsov to wheel around with that puck and then Ovi having time to get open for 60 goals. Wilson and Ovi both just yeah. the shit out of everyone. That's a huge top first line. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two big boys and the Birdman out there. So six three, six foot three, two hundred thirty pounds from Ovi. Six foot four, probably. Obviously, I'll say our first line turns me on a lot. Um, how are we feeling about our top six? Nothing changed up there, and uh, goal scores as long as they can stay healthy. That's the biggest thing. And I'm um, looking at you, Mr. TJ. Yeah, uh, TJ needs to stay healthy, which is very hard given the uh, playing style that he plays with. Uh, Kuzi needs to bounce back from last year and get all of this shit behind him that he's had to go through. Stay just off the cocaine. <laughs> yeah, well, like we said, um, we don't know if he was on coke during the cup run or if he wasn't, but whichever it was, we'll lean that way. We prefer that one. Okay. We prefer that one. Not not encouraging drug use. We're encouraging Stanley Cup championships. <laughs> okay? Good point. We are not against Put it out there. Cups. 
We're an anti-drug podcast. We're a pro Stanley Cup podcast. So uh, yeah, but he definitely needs to step up. I mean, I don't know how many I don't know how many points he got last year, but he needs to be a point per game player, if not more. Yeah. Big thing for me, I want Nick Backstrom to have a career year. Uh, he he's really do one. I mean, every year he's solid for you. Maybe if he he might be able to have the most assists in the NHL every year, but uh, it's usually falls short. Maybe this year can be the year, and maybe he'll finally get to an All Star game or get some credit in the NHL. Well, did you see that? Uh, did you see the graphic that the NHL put up and just completely ignore him? Yeah. The Crosby one? Yeah, he has. He's in the last five seasons, Backstrom and Crosby are tied for the most assists. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, our top six. I mean, so good. Not many I love other it. Players you want to take out and put in there. I mean, no, because Verona, Verona is will again have a career year. He'll just. I just think he'll keep having the next three years. He'll just have career year after career year. That he's exactly only getting better and faster more, more and scoring more. So fast through the neutral zone. So he picks awesome. up the puck with some space, like at our blue line. The goal yeah, scorer. Yeah, get, him, get him wheeling. Get him turning real oh, quick. Yeah. And just right down the middle. If he has a couple of good games to start the season, I think his confidence will just roll. Yep. Yeah. So power play last year outside of the top ten, actually, penalty kill was twenty fourth, um, fifth in goals four with two seventy four. We had fifty of them. Uh, I would like to see that power play get a little bit better. I mean, it's the same Dude, power play we've had, every but every year I I say they need to change something up. Just change a little but bit. Then, but then it's like. Somewhere during the year, they just go off with, like, Ovi just getting, like... And then we'll have, like, four games where we'll go, like, one for 15. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's... You gotta change something up, I think. It's either firing on all cylinders or it's a dud. Whoever yeah. the special team coaches gotta start uh, Well, we go over it all the time. You know, we, we're, we're gonna do that stupid fucking slingshot again this year, I would imagine, yeah, which kills it. half of the... Power play for us because we try to slingshot it around and then boom, it's a turnover. Some stupid getting into the zone. And it's just absurd that they think the same thing can work for like seven straight over. years, which and I mean, over. it kind of has over with Ovechkin, but <laughs> I mean, changing though. We gotta you change got, yeah, you got to change it up, especially when you're going through a drought, you have to, you have to adapt to change. Who's your power play one? What do you guys think? Leaving it the same? It's the same. Okay. Carlson and Ovi, Backstrom, Kuzi, TJ. No way that should change. No Actually, way you change that. I take that back. If Wilson... Ends up being a better goal scorer than TJ Oshie. They might put Wilson there. Well, them. yeah, put him in the front of the net, a little bigger, bigger body. But I fucking love TJ right there. I in the do middle. love TJ right so there. Awesome, dude. Jesus Gotta Christ. have guys in front of the net. Philly used to capitalize at Wayne Simmons. In yeah. front of I mean, it's either TJ or Tom. Which give me either. Yeah. Um, uh, Vegas or before we get to Vegas, also potentially last year with either. Let's just say Holpe in this case because they'll re-sign Backstrom over Holpe, I think, if it came down to it. Obviously, they'd like to sign both. Holpe has said he would like to stay here. He'll do whatever he can to stay here. I think he's a guy that would take – both guys would take hometown discounts. Um, not massive discounts, but both guys would take a little less to I stay in D.C., I think. I mean, Holpe's always been in – he started in Hershey. Yeah. Grew up here. Um, so, do you th- – you had Copley there as a backup. You don't think Samson was going to be playing? They might bring him up some, but I feel like they'll do the same thing as last year where they keep him down in Hershey. Because if Holby does leave, I think Samsonov comes in and becomes our starter right away. Uh, I'm just going to spitball here. Uh-huh. Just okay. The wheels are turning right now. Uh-huh. Why don't? Why wouldn't they play Samsonov like the first half of the like the first half of the season? Play Samsonov, second half moving back down to Hershey. So I feel like that's a time. lot, but I don't know. Copy was solid last year too, though. He was like solid, fourteen, five, and three or something. I thought, yeah. If but, you, but if you keep, we keep talking about Samson not being the guy. He's got to 
see well, he's got to play in the NHL at some point. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Maybe come up for a little spurts, something like that. Yeah. I God mean, forbid a goalie injury, but I mean that would happen. I like. I think. He, I think he should see like at least 15 games this year. I yeah, think. Yeah, I could see that. I would hope so. But, Just uh, and I, I, I think they'll know later in the year. Hopey's situation, and if that pans out and looks it's leaning towards he will not come back, then I think we might start playing Samsonov later in the year more as a backup, not as a cup contending yeah. on a cup contending run. Right. Because um, yeah. if it doesn't work out, then I think Hopey's will ball out and try to win us one more cup before he leaves. Yeah. One last thing. Uh, what about Uncle Todd? What do you guys think this year from him? We'll I mean, see. Wasn't a huge fan last yeah, year. I think I think that's going to be our biggest thing. I mean, I we'll love see what happens. Me and you we'll were all over him last year. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I wasn't a huge Uncle Todd guy. Um, Vegas twenty to one to win the cup, nine to one to the East, and the favorites to win their fifth straight Metro at seven to two. So give me all three of them, just cause it's <laughs> the heck of it. Might as well, right? Yep. So let's um, division predictions. Kyle, who you got? All right, gonna rough some feathers around, but I got the Penguins winning it this year. Ah, stupid. Kind of hope that happens. I think the Caps are gonna fill that second spot, and then a little surprising New Jersey Devils getting that third spot. Bingo. I like it. And then you know, I kind of fiddled back and forth between the Flyers and the Rangers getting that wild card spot. Mm. But I think it's gonna be the Rangers. I think Hendrik Lundqvist is gonna have a huge year and run that team to a playoff. AB. Uh, all right. As a Cavs unbiased podcast here, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to go with the Washington Capitals first. Yes, nice. <laughs> uh, number two, uh, we didn't. I didn't really talk about the Flyers, but I'm I'm picking the Philadelphia Flyers number two. Wow, with sheesh! They have a great top six. I mean, Claude, it's we didn't even talk about their goalie much. Carter Hart. Carter Hart. I think. I mean, Hart. I think he is the goalie of the future, not only for the Flyers but for the NHL. He could definitely uh, run that team to a playoff. They are in, Claude Giroux and Voracek are in win now mode. Uh, yep. They, got, they picked Couturier. up some solid defenders. They re-signed Provorov. Cap legend Matt Niskanen. Konechny. Matt Niskanen, Cap mm-hmm. Legend. I mean, I think, I don't know. I on paper, I like these guys a lot. Kevin Hayes. Yeah, good. That adds good center depth right there behind G Money. Yep, and they have they have some solid depth forwards with Nolan Patrick. I mean, I I think they're the real deal. Elaine Vigneault on the bench with for them now. I think they're the real deal. The young they guys you're mentioning, that's going to be their biggest. Did you finish out? They can fill no, in. I did not. All um, right, so who's third? Uh, I got Pittsburgh at third. I got that Philly versus Pittsburgh matchup in the playoffs, first round. That'll be awesome. And I flip-flopped between the wild-card spot between the Islanders, Hurricanes, and the Devils. I think that wild-card spot gets battled out between those three teams all year long. But I've got the Islanders winning out with uh, Barry Trotz, the Caps legend, best coach Bingo. of Bingo! Give me the Caps going five straight Metro Division titles. Give me the Islanders second. And then give me a toss-up between Devils and Pitt um, for that third spot and the wild-card spot. And... Closely behind, on the outside looking in, uh, I believe will be Philly. Um, so there's my pick. So what I'll do is I'll I'll go back. We'll we'll get them down and um, we'll put up a graphic on the Instagram and the Twitter and do a poll of our projected playoff brackets that I'm sure will all three be perfect by year's end. Um, and then we'll have the people vote on it. So with that being said, that's it for our September season preview series. Um, next week, Caps hockey. Uh, let's get on out of here. We got any plans this weekend? I know. Um, 
West Virginia. I might be up in Ricerstown, baby. West Virginia hockey coming down to play Stevenson. I got three of my Riken guys on that West Virginia team. They're off to a 2-0 start. Uh, my boy Alex Delaney with the shootout game winner last weekend against ooh, Akron. Not ooh, a big ooh. deal. Hello. Stick taps for him, boys. Hey, baby. So I might go up there, catch that game, do a little Instagram uh, stories and stuff uh, for Stevenson in West Virginia. So what about you guys? Uh, roller tournament for me. Uh, on Saturday, it's a little three-on-three -three tournament, so it should be pretty fun. Uh, this is this is a wild format. If you take a penalty during the game, you get a penalty shot at the end of the game. Yeah, it could be up three to nothing into the game and have three penalties. Yeah, would be fucking nuts. Yeah, pretty pissed. I'm gonna be missing that one, but uh, cousins having a bachelor party. We're gonna be out in the Chesapeake Bay doing some fishing. Nice. So that'll be a good one. Yeah, there you go. All right, that'll do, guys. We'll see you next week for the start of the Caps season. Let's go Caps. Caps 82-0. I want to be, I want to be